Hello there, Ringside Crew. Hey, dudes at Ringside Crew, this is Davian. Hey, it's Jenny Santana. This is Alfie. This is the Savage Juggernaut, Tamaku. Ringside! Ring! This is Thomas D. Bruff. This is Billy Sarks. Mr. Chad Epic. Megan Mason. Hey everybody, Scotland's on Brody Adelaide. The headline in charge, Marco Mania. This is your girl, Charisma. Papa Dink, Brendan Dinker. This is According to Woods. Savannah Summers. I'm Shorty. Tasman is Where you are watching the internationally known. Dudes at Ringside Podcast, hosted by Metal Geek and Joe the Panther Jr. Hello there, wrestling fans. To another episode of the internationally known Dudes at Ringside podcast. I'm your host, Joe the Panther Pepperd. And now from the top of Metal Mountain, all the way down to all 50 states and the globe, it's the happy himself, the Metal Geek. What's going on, Ringside crew? What's going on, International? What's going on, everybody? What's going on, Joe? How's it going today? Not too much, man. You know, this UK Wrestling Month is so much fun, dude. Yeah, We've met so many people so far, man. Yeah. But let's have you introduce the guest today. Let's give a warm dudes at ringside welcome to our guest, Nathan Cruz. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. How's it going? No That's problem, fun. man. <laughs> welcome to the so show. So if our fans are not familiar with you, why would they not be? Introduce yourself. Um yeah, I, I do. You know what I hate doing this stuff. I feel like I'm just putting myself over. But um, no, yeah. So I've been a professional wrestler now for 16 years. I started when I was 15 years old. Turned professional when I was 19. It became a full time job uh, when I got to come by All Star Wrestling. Um, you might be familiar with my work from Progress Wrestling. I was their first ever champion, and I had a good run in the tag division there in 2015, 2016 as part of the Origin. Um, WOS, the big return to national television over here, uh, over not over here because I'm t- I'm in America at the moment. Um, but back in the UK, uh, World of Sports uh, re- relaunched in 2018 that aired on national television. I was part of that, and the subsequent tour that came after it, uh, New Generation Wrestling UK, as well being a big part of them. Um, so yeah, uh, those mo- mo- would be the promotions that you would know me. I'd say that I'd, I'd be known from the most. Um, that have had like international appeal, um, at least to because I, I imagine. Well, I suppose you said like you you said before this. You actually have a lot of British listeners, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. All right. So yeah, they may know. Like yeah, they may have not know of my name already. You've also been wrestled for Defiant as well. Yeah. Hey. Uh, gosh. Yeah. So this is it. There's so many promotions in 16 years now. <laughs> um, where it's like yeah, you start forgetting about uh, a few. But yeah, Defiant was a lot of fun. Um, I, I really, I was kind of upset uh, coming out of, of the pandemic to hear that they shut down because I really enjoyed what I got to do there um, and where we was, you know, eventually going to go in the future and um, building like just before the lockdown. Um, but yeah, it was good. I really enjoyed my time at the fight. Did did you happen to work for it when it was WCPW or? Uh... No, it was Defiant when I came in. It was, it was Defiant, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, it was later. So Simon Miller was like the general manager, right? Um, I don't know what he was doing when I first came in. I just remember we we got put together in a ringmasters tournament, 
um, and he, he recently spoke about this on his YouTube channel, um, and it was one of his very, I think it was his very first singles match, um, and it was, but I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and like it was one of those that, I, I hate calling myself a veteran, because I, I to me, I, I, I'm not, <laughs> because I consider so many other people above me, but you know, you do get in those situations of a, at that time, what, this is Sam and Miller's first singles match, and it was my, somewhere in the thousands, like, I've, I've done eight over 1,800 matches now, so I, this would have been somewhere over 1,000. And yeah. um, and and you're guiding someone through it, and, and create, and teaching them, like, kind of teaching them on the job about what the, the magic of this can really be, about listening to your audience, and rewarding them at the right times, and things like that, and no, and and just how well Salmon did follow that direction, and yeah, such a good dude. Like I really did. Uh, I, I I was really proud of that match just because of. I remember the promoter after it saying like, you, you know, you wouldn't have guessed that that was Salmon's first singles match because of how I managed wow. to help him, you know, get through all that. And you know, it was a huge compliment to me, and 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 I take praise like that. You know, like that's that. Those are the type of things that I uh, that I strive for, that I work for. That's amazing, you know, and that, that goes to prove how good you really are because, you know, to like help somebody throughout their first singles match, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it was like, say it was, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I think at that point I'd been wrestling like 14 years. So yeah, I'd, I'd been, you know, and I'd done quite a bit in that time as well. It was quite noteworthy. So, you know, I was, I was confident in that position, but, you know, just seeing it back and, and for the first time and seeing how well, we did get, you know, to say that was his first singles, I was like, actually, no, I'm really pleased with that. And, and credit to Simon as well for, for keeping up, you know, like that's uh, that's like a, a big, big part on him for, for still being able to go and follow that direction. You, yeah, you cut, also you cut the heel promo after mm-hmm. wrestling A-Kid was absolutely yeah. awesome, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that heel promo was absolutely epic, man. Yeah, well, yeah, well, thank you. Like that's and you know that's that's kind of what I want. I want I want to get under people's skin. I want to, uh, you know, whenever I'm I've made a career, I'd say as as, as a heel, that's been predominantly what I've done. I've worked babyface in the, in a few positions, but um, you know, heel is where I've always found like the gold stuff that I can that I can do, and getting under people's skin and giving me a microphone and and time to do that, you know, and. I absolutely love that. It's cool that you've you've you've, you've remembered that promo in particular. Yeah, that promo. It's like he's like everyone's no one's gonna remember you when you come back or something like that. And then you said, "But I'm still gonna be here, and I'm gonna still be here kicking people's ass." Oh, absolutely yeah. awesome. All right, you can oh, go to the WWE. You get I can't even remember them. This is the thing. Like, and we just told, oh, you've got a promo to do tonight. And I don't normally plan my promos. I just go out and do them. Like, I know I'll have key points that I'll have to get to at some point, but I just go out there and just, all right. And yeah, I kind of know this character well enough now that I can just kind of wing this. Yeah, you wrestled, you wrestled some big names too, right? Like, you wrestled Zach Gibson, A Kid, you yeah. know? Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, there was a. It's on my YouTube channel. I think actually, uh, me and Zach Gibson had a uh, wrestled to a, a twenty-minute draw um, way back now. I think it was like 2014, 2015. Um, and yeah, at that time, it was one of my favorite matches. I just remember thinking we just had great chemistry, 
together, uh, me and Zach. And, and any time we, we was either a tag team, where sometimes a progress or we was wrestling against each other, just you know, somebody I absolutely loved getting into the ring with and, and had the opportunity to on a number of occasions. And it was just, yeah, just always instant chemistry with Zach. So uh, we we totally jumped. You totally jumped the questions. Geek. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got excited we, about it. We we introduced you and then like you forgot to ask who trained you. <laughs> like oh god, I'd rather that we don't talk about that. <laughs> okay, no, 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 no. <laughs> so, so okay, so you so you got to remember the, the time period that I'm talking about is like 20, 2005, 2006. and um, the internet's around, but it certainly isn't what it is today. And uh, trying to find a reputable trainer at that time was difficult, uh, particularly in the area that we live, because it's not it's you not know, it's not next to a major city like Manchester or London or anything like that. Like it's kind of tucked away up northeast, so there's not much around. And uh, we used to go and watch local wrestling shows when they'd come to town, but it was just this travelling one that would be there once or twice a year called All Star Wrestling, which I'll will get to at some point in this podcast. Um, but yeah, there was one that just came to a random community center, and uh, it looked it, every part of what you'd expect an independent wrestling show to look at the time. This is before they had the indoor smoking ban in England, so the room is filled with smoke. It smells of like just fried food, and it's yeah, this little dingy. And I fell in love with that instantly. Like I just there was something about it that I was like, this is. I know that this is like low budget, but I kind of love this, like this atmosphere. And anyway, so then we were just engrossed with the show. Yeah, it wasn't the best, but we knew that it wasn't going to be the best. But then they had flyers for a training school. And it was like, well, we've, we, you know, this is the first time we'd ever heard of a wrestling training school. So we're 15 years old. Like, yeah, this is what I, you know, at that point, I was 10 years old when I decided I wanted to be a professional wrestler. I was what, you know, a lot of people my generation, WrestleMania 17, but I was a big Undertaker fan as a kid. And I remember, like, after he, he beats Triple H and he's draped off the middle rope and he's got the blood trickling down his forehead and he looks out at, at the Astrodome, which is in his hometown, and says, this is my fucking yard. And, like, over 60,000 people. And I just remember it, it resonated so deep with me as a child, thinking, I want to have that effect on 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 people like they don't know him personally you know and mark calloway that that man in the ring there didn't know nathan erwin this kid in in whole england you know it was just a fan of him but he affected me on like a, an emotional level and i wanted to do that like that was the turning point where I'm like I, I don't just want to be a fan of this i, I want to do it like i have to do that like, what that looks like the coolest job in the world and uh so yeah 15 I finally get this opportunity of a training school so we started there and yeah he was you know we didn't know that he was a bit of a shyster really he was just kind of you know teaching us things in, incorrectly that we later found out and um and yeah he was just kind of taking money off us like we never got paid for any shows that we did for him and then we later found out that he was getting a deal that was giving him so much money to use so many of his students or whatever so yeah it was just a very ugly situation but thankfully we got out of there and um you know i got by on the fact that i was very charismatic like i, I did acting on, on as well as like a, that would be like something i was i was interested in that i studied at college 
And so that just helped me with wrestling. It helped me be flamboyant. It helped me have a character. And it helped get me noticed enough to be able to be pulled away from there and taken on by other promotions in, in the Yorkshire region. And then, um, and then people kind of took me under the wing from there and started teaching me on the road and on the job, which was, you know, immensely beneficial to me. Um, and I, I just, you know, that was it. That was really where it started to snowball for me. Yeah. Here we go. What would you say, say like, the most, the best opponent that you're most proud of wrestling? What's the what, sorry? So you're most proud of wrestling, like the opponent you're most proud of wrestling, saying, man, I can't believe I got this match with this person. Or I, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm. it's weird. like Because these, these, they, they mean more to me after, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because I yeah. can, it's, it's, it's always about how the, the audience reacted to it. And if I got them to where I wanted them to be. Like, I mean, just recently I had an incredible one back in England literally the day before I flew to the United States. Um, um, you know, this, it was a culmination of a storyline that had been going on for about 18 months. And me and my tag team partner was losing the tag titles to the, like, the, the ultimate underdog was on one half of the other team. And just the, the journey that we took the crowd on and, and hearing the reactions, you know, the things like that, those are the things that I'm always the most proud of. Like, it's cool that I've had opportunities. Like, I, I've, I've wrestled for the WWE on a few occasions. I had tryouts for them. I got a contract offer for them in 2016. And I've done uh, national television for ITV. That was, you know, that was a huge honour to be asked to do that while the sport returned. And there's all those cool things, but it's always, it's, it's, it's feeling those audience moments. And so, you know, if you ask me what's my favourite, it's, it's normally the last one that I've, I've had them exactly where I want them in the palm of my hand and, and feeling them bite on everything that I'm wanting them to bite on. And I just, yeah, those, those are the moments that I am truthfully the most proud of. And especially when it's respected for my peers around me as well. You know, it isn't just the audience that reacted to our comeback and my peers are telling me, you know, if you know, if you did it again, <laughs> like that's, no, that means the world to me. That's awesome. I, I got, I got a question. So what, do you prefer being a tag team specialist or a singles competitor? I honestly have no preference. Like I've had so much fun doing both and in so many different variations as well. Um, you know, I've had, I, it, when I started out and I was a lot smaller because, you know, when I first started in wrestling, I was, I had no, <laughs> no mass on me. I had to really work hard to get my size up. And so to, to begin with, I was just this pretty boy, prima donna, feather bowl wearing dickhead <laughs> was just get, you know battered around the ring and I, and I enjoyed doing that like for a while and that was and then you know you want more and then you start you start seeing the the, the mask come on and then you start moving up in in, in car positions and, and altering your character and things like that and it, it it's all that type of thing that really um i can i can't really it's hard to put a finger on it um and really so go back to the, the original question because I started going on a tangent there and I've lost myself. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do that all the time. Geek has to like pull the leash. It happened. <laughs> yeah, sorry. What was the yeah. original question? Sorry. I like I was saying like like do you prefer like 
being in a tag team with somebody. Oh, yeah, that's or, it. Yeah, sorry. Like being so, yeah. so I went old school and I call it tag team specialist. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, no, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. And then it was, it's on Lord's journey. Sorry, that was that was my point that like you start you, you go into different positions within tag team wrestling. So like my first tag team partner was a lot bigger than me. And so we used to he was called Colossus Kennedy. And we used to, you know, play off like the whole the old Shawn Michaels diesel dynamic and and then incorporate our own little ideas and things. And then going into progress wrestling, I had a, a really good time with tag team wrestling there. And then at that point, um, I was, you know, you know, that's still to this day, I'm very good friends with Cash Wheeler, um, which is why I'm actually in the United States right now. And it, he's so knowledgeable of that stuff that it was at that point in my career when I was doing the tag team things in, in progress wrestling to be able to pick his brain and then apply it out there. And then over the years, being able to go on to the, the camp shows and, and practice those type of things out there and experiment with stuff myself. I love both. Like the tag team run that I've just done in British Wrestling Revolution with Matt Myers has been one of my favourite parts of my career. Hands down, like, it's just been so much fun. And, you know, he's, you know, he and I go way back to when we were seven years old, just being kids of being, you know, dreaming of being wrestlers. We've done awesome storylines against each other at New Generation Wrestling and done some sell-out main events against each other in singles matches, again, which are some of my most favourite moments of my career. Um, but then to be able to then have the success alongside him in the tag team. And, you know, the moment you put in a tag team, to me, or in a tag team match, you have a, you have an instant gimmick to play with, and you instantly separates you from the rest of the card, and it gives you so much more creative freedom if you really allow it to be. Um, and tag team wrestling, you know, thanks to teams like FTR, is has hit an all-time boom in, in, in enthusiasm, and people want to pay attention to tag team matches more because you know they, 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 it isn't just getting swept under the carpet like it was for so many years at WWE, where it was let's just you know we're going to build a feud with these guys, so let's put them together as a tag team for a bit, and they didn't build proper tag teams for a long period of time, and they're now seeing what they've accomplished. Um, and and while that's spread across the scene globally is phenomenal, and you have all these incredible tag teams now um, all over the world, you know Aussie Open, one that comes to mind, and then seeing like uh, these two British lads called the Young Guns, um, another called R and R, who uh, you know trained with myself, and just look at what's going on in tag team wrestling. I think that's awesome. So yeah, yeah. I just I, I personally don't have a preference. I'm good with either. Yeah, you know, just I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy as long as I'm wrestling. I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And FDR is killing it right now. Did you happen to see the match with the Briscoes at uh, yeah. Ring of Honor or no, yeah. dude? Yeah, I don't yeah, know if Joe yeah. saw it. I love no, Joe. I you saw it. it was crazy, dude. Yeah, make it mandatory viewing. It's incredible. Yeah, I gotta check that out now. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Ring of Honor. Uh, what was it? Death Before Dishonor. Yeah. Uh, FTR versus Briscoes. Two out of three falls. Insane. Those they went forty yeah. minutes. Those guys. Those guys are insane. Yeah, you know? it was incredible. It was absolutely outstanding. Just the, the true professional wrestling work of art. Right. And and the Briscoe's still going today, man. At their age, and man, you know. Yeah, that they, yeah, that's yeah, that isn't is just shining. Uh, yeah, let's not put all the attention just on FTR because you know the Briscoes are there as well and doing absolutely fantastic stuff. Uh, yeah. Uh, now back to the interview. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> well, 
um, one question for you is like, you're a heel, right? So, what would you say? Predominantly, like, yeah. Predominantly, predominantly. Although so my next booking, I am. I, I think I am. I'm, I'm gonna try and make people like me. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, <God. laughs> he was like, "Do I really I want people to like me?" That's why yeah. my, when I introduced yeah. you, and I said, uh, "Introduce yeah. yourself." Like I'm like, if, why would they not be? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> Of course, they gotta know about me. <laughs> it's like I'm not. It's like I'm knowing all of my accomplishments. There we go. Because I've had yeah. heels get mad at me during the when I do that on the podcast. Like, I'm like, like they know me. Why wouldn't they know about me, Joe? Like, I'm a, I'm a bad guy. Everybody knows about. <laughs> he does. It's famous. Yeah, like he does. And there's times for me to to turn on the character, and then and when I do things like these, like I'd rather just people kind of. Because for, yeah. for years I I did do like I would do some of these interviews and would do them in character and then people would just assume that he's a dick, you know, in, in real life <laughs> he's a dick and people just they, they you know don't want to work or whatever like it was just like oh well, I actually I think I'm just gonna stop like wrestling's changed for what you know whether I like that fact or I don't agree with that fact it's uh, it's just a reality so yeah I just do these as myself now and yeah I don't like to talk about like and it's not that i don't like to talk about my accomplishments or anything like that like if somebody brings it up yeah cool but i don't want to be the one sat in the room going hey guess what i did like it's <laughs> it gives a who gives a toss about a dickhead like that yeah. like no yeah. <laughs> like we get we, we've had a wrestler come on the podcast before the show he was cool as cucumber so nice so sweet camera turned on he went to pure meanie mode i was like dude what the hell? Yeah. And, and, and me, me and Joe during the interview could hardly tell. Is this guy kayfabe us or is he being for real? And like I, I think a few days later, I'm not say the names. I had to like I went on my own face, my own Instagram, and said, "Do you really hate me? Do you really want to toss me through a a certain wooden object that they eat food on? I'm not gonna say what. Like, and I'm like, he's like. No, Joe, I would never do that, dude. You're a nice guy, and I'm just I'm, like, I'm cave, I'm caving, brothers. I'm like, are you <laughs> sure you don't want to throw me through a table? Because I'm getting that sense. <laughs> like, like, do I have to call my mom to make a an add it to the will that I'll be in a wheelchair at like sixty? <laughs> like, <laughs> you got what? You got what? Yeah. yeah, we got like worked I, exactly. I like it. I got worked like hard. I like it. I like it when I like it when we get worked because then we, me and Joe, yeah. won't know the difference. And the audience think that they're being mean because we had a female wrestler, not saying names again, that she was just I. Yeah. I got so excited we had her, and all I'm gonna say is I flipped the abbreviation for her letters into the others, the back end of the letter, and she. You said totally. you messed up my name. You messed she up my railed, name. She railed me, and the girl that was in the chat thought she was really was a young wrestling fan. Thought I was being mean. She was being mean to me, and in the chat, she was like, "Leave him alone. Leave Joe alone. Stop it. Be nice to Joe." And I was like, "I didn't want to say, girl, relax." I didn't know either. I was like, but long story short, went to a wrestling show. She was there. I walked up to the table. She sat at her table, and I went. Blah blah blah, and she did this. Boy, I'm not ready yet. Uh, you know, and I was like, No, I'm just kidding. I know your your name goes the other way. And she was like, Only you, Joe. Only you, man. Uh, 
I'm about to slap you out of your shoes. <laughs> it was like, I knew just to get you all dusted up. The girl, she didn't even have her hair done yet. She, you know, you know, when you go to shows, you set up your table. And all right, back can, to the interview now. Oh, back to the interview. <laughs> Next question, Geekums. Go ahead. Okay, I got it. If is is there like any wrestlers that you've, since you've been in the states you've seen on Instagram or like Facebook or YouTube that you're like, man, I hope I can wrestle this person. Um, so actually, I saw him last time I wrestled in the United States before before the pandemic in 2020. I was working for PWX and um, in in part of their X16, I was in a fatal four way with Lucky Ali, and I saw him again the other night at New Japan Strong. He was wrestling a good friend of mine, John Skyler, and they had an outstanding match. And I'd just seen how much luck he had come on. Like, he clearly not wasted the last two and a half years and everything that's gone on with the pandemic and stuff. He's clearly still been putting in the work, and I was really impressed by him enough that I really do want to get back in there with him. And, and, and you know, in a singles match, you know, in that situation where I can actually work with and see see what, get a great feel for what he's really like in there. And um, But I was really impressed by him. Really impressed by Lucky Ali, um, so he's somebody I'd say like that in the you know a few shows that I have been to to keep an eye on. Um, he's you know, and then I, you know because all my bookings now in August, so like well, I haven't seen it much outside of that. But Lucky Ali in particular is somebody I've been very impressed with. Yeah, and there are some places you would love to travel to that you have not traveled to, but you pretty much traveled everywhere. <laughs> I was gonna say. He, I mean, in I mean, there's a few places in the United States that I still want to go, like New York, for example. I've never been uh, to New York. It's cool to see and experience. You know, I'm not a big fan of London, so I imagine that I don't want to stay in New York for a while. Like I'm a bit like right now, I'm out in a cabin in the middle of North Carolina, and I love that. Like that's that's very much me. But I'd still like to experience New York. That'd be cool. But Japan's always been the big one for me. Like that's the one that's eluded me, and I've always wanted to go to Japan. Because as a kid, if there was something I loved other than professional wrestling, it was old school Godzilla movies. It was Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and like they both came from Japan. Like I've always wanted to go and visit Japan and wrestle there. And I, I love how their culture respects professional wrestling as a sport. Um, so yeah, it's, it's the one place that's always eluded me that I, I do want to get to. Hmm. J- Japan's the top place for geek too because of. I'm I'm the biggest geek and nerd right there, so it's gotta oh, be Pokemon. Yeah. Pokemon yeah. right there. <laughs> yeah. Trying to get into a wrestling show as he'll be trying to the bootleg Pokemon stand. They'll be sit the the store right outside the stage. <laughs> He's saying, "Oh my like, god, it's the Pokemon Center. We have but, to go." But in I need yeah. one more card, Joe. Geek, we're going to a show. No, yeah. but they're but they're Japanese Pokemon cards. Yeah, imported. They're, they're imported. Okay, see. I remember those as a kid being like mega rare. Like Pokemon's not something I've kind of held on to as I've got older. Like, but Godzilla and Power Rangers is like yeah. I still collect that stuff like in my toy yeah. room. Yeah. Yeah. Like so. Go on, you start. No, go ahead, Joe. I cut you off. So, like, as we like you, like, you were talking about people you want to wrestle. Is there like any when you go back to back home? Is there any promotions that you have not, like, worked with that you're like craving to go for, like, you know, like a Coventry Pro or like a L- Rev Pro? Rev Pro is that's the only one now. Like, and, you know, I've been very fortunate in 16 years that I have 
in the United Kingdom wrestled pretty much every major promotion that's ever been like in the in that time period. Um, from ICW to Progress, New Generation Wrestling UK, the, but Rev Pro has always been the one that salute. Like I've, I've never worked with 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 Cloven. Um, the one time that he didn't want to use me, I was doing extra work for WWE at the time. Um, and then there was another occasion where we just couldn't line up dates, and it's just never been a, a, um, an opportunity that's, that's arised since. Um, but I'd love to go there, like, because I, I, you know, I, if anything, Andy's still killing it. He's from coming out of the pandemic, a lot of promotions in the United Kingdom have struggled, but I've seen just how well Rev Pro is still doing, and I think that's awesome because I don't really admire that. Um, so yeah, that's the only place in the UK that has uh, kind of stolen that bucket list that you know before you know whatever happens with with my life in the next few years, whether I decide to continue doing this or I don't, like it's you know that'd be something I'd like to be able to do before whatever happens in the next chapter of my life. Yeah, so Rev Pro and and I'm assigning Rev Pro. Progress and WWE are kind of like a thing now, right? Where they're like together. Right? Pro- Progress and WWE are, yes, yeah. Rev Pro, uh, ICW. Rev Pro, yeah, ICW are as well. But Rev Pro are more associated with New Japan. Yeah. And those, those are like, uh, Rev Pro is pretty much like the freestanding, like on its own promotion to not working with anybody. I mean, they're working yeah. with people, but they're like, they're kind of yeah, like they're still you know, very much themselves yeah they're, they're they're still pro like they work alongside new japan on certain projects but they are just their own promotion their own thing. they do a very good business yeah yeah i if, like there yeah, was but, something you said before that you said you wanted to go on and keep talking about like i forgot what the topic was that you were talking um, about it, it might have been all star wrestling uh, yeah, if you want to talk more right. about All-Star Wrestling, go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I wouldn't be the wrestler I am today if it weren't for All-Star Wrestling. So when I was a kid, the, the, the traveling show that used to come to our city once or twice a year was All-Star Wrestling. I used to go watch it at the whole city hall. And uh, and I remember being about 13 years old and we got the event program. I turned to Myers. He, it was he and me and him who went to watch the show. And we saw the on the back of the program they had all the dates that All Star would do across the country. And I remember saying to Matty at the time, saying like, you know, if we ever became wrestlers, this is where we'd have to get to because this is how you make it a full time job in, the, in in this country. So when I started in wrestling, like that was all that was my first like major goal was to get on get to All Star wrestling. Like I had little goals, like realistic goals to, that I call stepping stones to get to the next. So like my major goal, obviously, ultimate at that time, was I want to get signed to WWE. But I'm just a trainee, so first stepping stone, get on a show. After that, like let's start doing a few more singles matches. Let's start doing, you know, and get more repetitions in, in basically just doing more shows. Then I want to start spreading out. And then eventually from getting spreading out, I want to be able to do a few where I might get noticed by somebody who, who knows someone at All-Star. I, that is where I aspired to get to because... You know, for for my money, that is where the best of the best have come out of the United Kingdom. Where and and people have travelled from to to come work for All Star Wrestling. They've been running since 1970, uh, as Brian Dixon. So with from Houston Thunder Liger, but uh, Daniel Bryan, Cash Wheeler. That's how he and I met. John Skyler, as I just mentioned, 
they all came over, Seamus, Drew McIntyre, like it's a who's who of Natty Neidhart, they all came over and worked for Brian Dixon and worked for All Star Wrestling. And then you have British legends on top of that, like Robbie Brookside, Frankie Sloan, James Mason, and then, you know, who would go on to become modern day greats, Rampage Brown, Robbie Dynamite, Dean Allmark. I, as a young wrestler, I, I thankfully I got an opportunity with them when I was 19. And Brian was impressed enough that he took me on uh, to the full-time team. So at that point, I've been wrestling uh, three years. No, four, coming on four years. And I, I got to where I wanted to be. That was when I could quit my little call centre job that I had on the side with wrestling. And then wrestling just became my full-time job because uh, with Brian, you would be wrestling normally around four to five times a week, minimum. And then, especially when the summer season came, you, you're talking, I, there was a week me and Cash were wrestling against each other. Um, and pretty much every day we was doing two shows a day, except one where we'd do three in a day. And it was ridiculous. Like that was, you you come insane. out of that. In six days, you'd do 10 shows. You wow. can, and, and I started, uh, you know, I started getting those opportunities at 19, 20 years old. And the talent that I was always in there with, where it would be, you know, that's some of that was, uh, me and Cash uh, was working against each other. There was Skylar there. Hiromo Takahashi was there. We had wow. a, a really, yeah, we had a really good team. Uh, the Barbado brothers, it was, uh, uh, I know him as Clinton, he's now doing the Chase U thing in NXT. He was there, he was on that team. We had a really good team of hard-working young lads who all had, you know, the same same love of wrestling and uh, we, uh, and we, you know, we knew how to have fun away from wrestling. But when it came to the show, like we were all business and we all wanted to be the best on the show. We all wanted to help each other. It was just, and, and, and you know, I'm, I'm very, very grateful of it just because of the brotherhood that I've still got to this day with some of those people that you connected from all over the world. And All-Star awarded me that opportunity, you know, and I got to wrestle in the whole city of All-Star Wrestling. I've, I've got to do every major venue in town hall for them and, and, I know at one point, like Brian Dixon, really held me in high high regard. Like he was very proud of me, and and would put quite a bit of focus on my matches on the show. And that is a credit to his team. His team made me that way because when I first joined All Star, I, I it, my mindset was this: I've learned everything I need to to get here. Now I'm starting all over again, pretty much. Like teach me. Like you guys are the absolute best in the country. And we got visiting talent. Gangrel, God, as if I'm forgetting about yeah. Gang. Is it? Yeah, he was there my first year, and it's like get to pick his brain. Oh, did you see my stuff? And yeah, yeah. Like I'd come back from a match, and I used to video record them all back then, and I'd have Rampage waiting for me because Rampage took me under his wing. He was like a huge mentor to me in 2010. Like he took me under his wing and really started to. He's been like a big brother to me ever since, um, and still is to this day. But he'd be waiting. Like, okay, Nathan, you did this wrong. Correct this, correct this, correct this. All right, cool. And then Frankie Sloan would be my referee sometimes. And I'd be, okay, Frankie, did you? Okay, yeah, Cruzy, you need to work on this. You need to do that. All right, cool. And then I'd sit in the car with Robbie Dynamite and he would go over the match with me like he'd watch it back with me. And okay, pause. Okay, what about if you tried this at this point? And so the very next day, I get to go out and do all that again. 
and then okay well done you corrected that you corrected that but then you also did this and you did this and then you got brian also giving you the direction as well like, oh brian how was that and like oh well you know i'd like you to do this and like and you just learn so much so quickly and the, the the person the wrestler that i became just after those first six weeks uh with all-star wrestling working that often and around the talent that I was around it was it just transformed me into and it gave me so much confidence in the ring and my own ability because I just like how could I not I blind from the best. Yeah, what year did you work with Hiromo? Um, two thousand thirteen. That was that. So, so, so he was still a young lion, right? Or uh... yes, yeah, yeah. And God bless him. He 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 really broke. I think he broke his wrist just before he come over. So he was working with one arm. Um, wow. but he you know just absolutely loved it. Wanted to work through it and still be part of the team. Bless him. Um, but we had some really good. There's some good tag team matches there with. Like, uh, I think there was one where it was me and John Schuyler against Ken Bai from Michinoko Pro and Hiromo Takahashi. Uh, there was definitely one with me and Cash Wheeler against them two in that tag team that we did at Minehead Footwinds Camp Show. Like, there was just, it's, it's mental now. You look at some of those cards that went on. You know, like, but before that, you know, we were looking back at the old ones of the, of the wrestlers that have been on the teams, like, say, five, six years prior to us. We're going, oh my god, there's Seamus, and oh, there's Drew, and you know, there's Natty Neidhart, and he's oh god, oh god, he had Brian Danielson was here as well. Like, there's all these incredible names that have worked for All Star Wrestling, it's just got such a great history. Um, and it's yeah, it to this day, I'm so proud. Like, I know that Brian Dixon himself now is he's, he's getting on and he's starting to wind down, um, but his grandson Joe, um, is now going to be taking over, and, and All Star is going to continue, which is beautiful because you know, at this point. Uh, in, in 2020, just before the lockdown, they've been running for 50 years. 50 years. Wow. Can, yeah. Wow. Like, the, wow. yeah. Yeah. And, Brian and, Dixon is the, in, to my knowledge, is the longest running promoter now. Because he's outdone Vince, obviously, he was just recently retired. So Brian's been doing this that long. And, uh, wow. Yeah. And then, and I, I'm still, to, I get a bit emotional even sometimes when I think about like the opportunity he gave me at 19. I wouldn't have gone on to do the things that I did with my career as the, you know, the first progress champion. I mean, funny story that the, the, I got the, the booking for progress and um, the opportunity to be their first ever champion because they were at an all-star wrestling show down near London in, in a place called Gravesend. And they were scouting for talent before they started the company. And they saw me, contacted me, was entertained by what I did. And, uh, and you know, we went from there and what became a very good working relationship for a few years there. But that was, again, that came from me working for All Star Wrestling, and uh, it's, it's mad that I also, I just think of the impact that that, that promotion has had on my life. Um, I'm so so grateful to Brian. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I love him. I genuinely do. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, you mentioned the names from prior. You say, "Wow, those are big names right there," and then you mm-hmm. look back and you're like, "Wow, my name is a part of history right now." With Cash yeah. Wheeler, Hiromu Takahashi on there as well. So Robbie Brookside, William Rabbit right Rab- there. Wow. Like, yeah. Dave Taylor, Fit Finley. Like honestly, you could just go Marty Jones, like, you could go on and on and on. Like it's a who's who of just incredible, legitimate professional wrestling legends, you know, like that would be considered not only that by the fans, but by the, the their peers as well. Like these are like legit incredible talents that have come through the doors there um and i know i'll have fond memories there as well like 
I know I don't know uh, Daniel Bryan that well, but I know that Cash does, and they they both say that what they they they'd love to be able to go back and do a week working for Bryan again, you know, because yeah. they have so much fond memories of working for Bryan and and how much it helped them at that point in their career as well. That's amazing, dude. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, pretty much my last question for you is we have in what if there was a fan out there that wanted to become a wrestler what kind of advice would you give them and why it depends on how old they are so give me an age Ugh, I, I, I do coach back in england so this is do you want like, me to go I, by the I'm age the normally we're used to hearing the wrestlers start the age at at like 10 or 9 American. If you're saying 10 or 9, I'm saying don't get involved in wrestling yet. Get involved in uh, a team sport and get involved in theatre. Like Those those two things are going to help you immensely. Um, obviously, in the United States, you guys have wrestling at, at schools. So, by all means, join that. Do that. <laughs> um, we don't have that in the United Kingdom, unfortunately. Um, always frustrated me at school, I did. But yeah, if if you're somebody of say sixteen upwards, and now you want to start getting into wrestling, um, have a backup plan for crying out loud. Don't neglect an education. Um, I was an uh, eggs in one basket kind of guy, and at, at times it's it's put a lot of stress on me. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I'd always say have a backup plan. Um, but yeah, other than that like you just be prepared to be very selfish you have to be selfish if, if you want to be successful at this especially early on um you know i've, I've been so fortunate that the the woman i call my fiance now um has supported me the way she has over the last uh, decade pretty much more nine years that we've been together and she's just uh you know to put up with how long i go away traveling and you know sometimes it, it just just what an incredible person she is in my life um when you know other things in the past like i, I here's, here's, here's a, cr- a prime example of it i think um is i was wrestling jeff jarrett for global force wrestling in grimsby in the united kingdom um i got a book in oh, three months prior something like that um, and unfortunately in that time period my grandmother passed away um and it just so happened Sorry. at the funeral the oh, it's okay this was uh, a while ago and, and she lived to be 91 and she, wow, she passed in the most, yeah yeah and she lived and she passed in the most wonderful way um but yeah the uh the the day of the, the funeral was also the the evening that i'm wrestling jeff jarrett and it was the most surreal like so what do you do do you pass on the opportunity would my grandma want me to pass on the opportunity i can make both i'm gonna do both and i did and it's you have to be prepared to be in those situations and not let it affect you. And, it, you know, I had a very surreal 24 hours personally. Nobody at the show other than Rampage knew what I was going through. He was the only one that knew. Um, I didn't want people to know. I, and it, what made it more emotional for me was, like, what, me and my dad, my, I can, I've got a story about my dad as well, actually, I'll quickly share with you after this. Um, me and my dad, when we used to watch wrestling when I was a kid, my dad used to love WCW and used to love Jeff Jarrett for the term slap notes. Right? <laughs> so it's so cool that I'm wrestling him that night. And then I came back after the match and I was that Sarah and he said, Yeah, have you been doing this a while? 
was like at that point I've been wrestling eight years. So yeah, eight years. It was like you can tell because you're really good. And I was like, oh well, you know, trying to hold the apple in my throat there and left. And yeah, that. But again, you have to be prepared for those type of things to happen. Are you going to be able to cope with that situation? Are you going? It's all a mental thing. It really is. That's the biggest thing. You have to 100% believe that you can do this and that you want to do this because you are going to, again, my dad. So I returned from a tour of Ireland and I got in very late, uh, thankfully, because then I slept into the afternoon. This is back in 2010. I come downstairs. I think my dad's asleep in his chair. Dad, wake up. Go to your allotment. Do something. All of a sudden, I had this crash, and he actually had a stroke. My, my dad's still alive, but he had a really serious stroke, um, and it, he couldn't move his arm. Um, you know, to this day, he can't speak properly. It was a really bad stroke. I managed to get him to the ambulance, call my mum, and like know what's going on and stuff. But literally two days later, I've got to go away for three days for Brian. Well, I can stay at home if I have to, but then how am I going to pay for my dogs? Food. How am I going to pay my mum the rent? Like, I'm self-employed. I, I, I'm going to have to do this. How am I going to afford? At the time, my girlfriend at the time lived out of town, and I didn't drive. I had to afford a coach ticket to go see her. So you had, you know what I mean? Like you're in those situations where it's like, and there was another thing. My girlfriend lived out of town at, at, at that time, and it was, it was you, there's a lot of travelling and stuff like that. But again, I will say the travelling is also some of the best part of it. Like I've, I, 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 we joke sometimes. Or we get to the show and we're like, "Oh, the wrestling's getting in the way of a good time here." <laughs> like, we all had like, you know, you get a good car of, of, of talent, no matter who it is, um, as long as they're good people, you can all have a good conversation. Like it's, you know, it's sometimes one of the best parts of, of, of the profession. Um, but yeah, you have to be prepared for it, and like, there is a lot of travelling involved. And, and stuff like that, no matter where you are, whether you're in the UK or whether you're in the United States, whether you're in Japan, or if you're traveling between the three of them, like like a Will Ospreay or an Aussie Open or any of those guys that are currently like on those insane schedules. And it's just, you know, more power to I'm just a point in my career. I was in, I was having to fly to France every weekend because um, that was where I was booked for like the next three months was every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, spend in France. So fly out, navigate myself, the way through Paris, find this little cafe that they've told me to go meet at, jump in a bus, where we're going, I don't know, something French, I can't really understand the pronunciation <laughs> of it, so, and then do the show, <laughs> the shows wouldn't finish till 11pm, then they'd have like this buffet set out for the wrestlers, which was just French bread, ham, cheese, and <laughs> all the things <laughs> that we shouldn't really be eating. Oh, then you'd go to like a, the tiniest little like travel in like they, they, there was these little budget ones that you'd share with a, a, a wrestler from Belgium, a wrestler from Germany, a wrestler from Italy. You're just getting to know these strangers and, uh, and hope that they don't snore too loud. And then the next day, <laughs> and then, you know, by the Sunday, it would be I'd finish the show and then they'd drive me straight to the airport and I'd just have to sit around for like five or six hours. Till, my, till the first flight back to England and then off I'd go, a friend would pick me up at the airport and it was you, you know it's, those are, I look back at it now and go how connected I do that like that's, it's certain, you know there was a lot of lack of sleep, not good nutrition and you're trying to maintain a physique and pro wrestling and look after your body and all these things and 
So yeah, there's there's a lot to take on that I think people don't understand. And in this era, in this generation, like just prepared to like get get good mental health practice in because people love to attack on social media. They don't give a shit. They they'll troll and for every good comment you may hear about your career and what you're doing, it will always be those negative ones that will unfortunately hit you at times and you know sometimes it can really be bad i mean i i i have a twitter page but it isn't me running it because i don't want to be anywhere near that thing anymore <laughs> like i just yeah. leave it in charge of somebody else to kind of take care of for me because you know those things are and and it is it is a necessity so it's up to you if you want to deal with it yourself or not um you know it's me that manages my instagram for example but like you, you have to in, in this era that's a big part of it it's gonna knock you and it's, you're gonna have times where you're like wow what am i doing this for again because i i enjoy it but i also enjoy taking the audience on the journey but then you know some of these audience members are real pieces of shit you had people give us the friendly candy bar and then they hit us in the back of the head with the slapjack yeah. yeah okay right see what i mean things like that like, i just like come on like and this is the thing that i always think about and you know whether you fought back or you didn't fight back at some point in everyone's life from that audience to the to the talent in the ring we were all picked on for being wrestling fans at some point yeah i guarantee yeah. it it happens to everybody yeah. like say like i was somebody who fought back not everybody was and that's not you know that doesn't make anything different we were all at some point a victim of being a fan of this and we're now in an environment where we all we all enjoy this so let's just enjoy it together for fuck's sake like let's stop trying to tear everything apart and be the world's worst critic because oh it gets a lull on online support it because the longer you support it the longer it continues the longer you get fresh talent coming through the longer the people can provide for their families the business will always then be there for generations to come and then guess what you're going to have kids one day and you can take them to wrestling shows that you thought were hokey and then because you know whatever whatever purpose you've said that about a wrestling show but you realize then through the eyes of a parent oh actually this is a wrestling show my kid can really enjoy and i can take my kid and introduce them to professional wrestling and then they're going to grow up and want something a bit more edgy and then you can go to those things with your kid and that's a beautiful thing where it continues and we're getting to entertain you with that that's to me like i just fucking love pro wrestling this is why we love this stuff so much nathan because like now me and geek if we can go back in a time machine and meet me and geek walking around campus of the school we went to and tell them that me and him, well, I'd be talking to me and he'd be talking to him. We're talking to pro wrestlers, but we are now talking to indie wrestlers from all over the world. Like, not just America, people in England, Scotland. If, I could, if, I, could travel, if I could travel back in time and, and tell my, my past self that, I would say, you're fucking crazy. No, it's first cool, myself right? would be like, I'm calling the cops. Who the hell are you, old man? <laughs> Why I, you wearing red glasses, that, And that's what I've always, and that's one of the things that, it's not what I've always loved about, but it's definitely something that I really do appreciate about it. It's just how connected I am with so many people from so many different parts of the world. Like, like I say, I, I consider Cash as somebody who's close to me as a brother, 
and then I've got other friends from Sean Custom from Australia, who, uh, and, and that's you know Australia, America, UK, and 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 then there's acquaintances that you meet on the way. I saw Humo just this past weekend at New Japan Strong, and it was oh Humo, and we're like you know we're laughing about that summer from nine years ago that we were together on, and that's that's crazy. That that's just crazy. When I have moments that I can just sit and think and I, I do a lot of meditation now um and, and i kind of just think about what's gone on in my day and then how did i meet that person how am i connected to them oh yeah it's wrestling like it always comes down to that's like the root of it for me but it's so cool that that's for this from just enjoying something on television with my dad as a kid has grown and blossomed into this incredible thing that's st- structured my life you know, because that's all I've done for my adult life is being a professional wrestler, really. And this is, uh, it's the coolest thing on earth. It really is. Like you said, just you got the fact that you get to interview professional wrestlers from all over the world. Like, that's so cool. Blows my mind. And like, it feels like, like, now that we be doing this, like, like, it's also both of us are kind of doing what we we, we dreamed of doing. We never like never thought of it. Meeker, me Meeker, me and Geek. I guess I made Geek and me me, and then I said Meeker. That's you became me, Meeker. You just became, you're Meeker now. You're Meeker. You're Meeker. Now. You're Meeker. <laughs> like we we me and Geek met doing like college radio. So this is kind of like our dream. We kind of like accomplished that PlayStation check mark. We got the. Uh, we're kind of like like radio disc jockeys in a way, because like we talk to people on microphones. So it's like we're kind of like a radio host, so not really, but yeah, I know. No, that's cool, huh? Yeah, you're still getting to do you. You're getting to put your passion into a project. Yeah, yeah. good things always come from a lot of situations. Exactly. Yeah, that's why I have my fun fun radio microphone that my parents got me for my birthday. <laughs> I was like, yes, at <laughs> <got> that. <laughs> yeah. So. So where where can people find you, Nathan? Exactly. So yeah, uh, you follow me on Twitter uh, at Nathan Cruise nine zero. That's I'll just keep it stay with uh, like my appearances and things like that. Just a social uh, Instagram, same Nathan underscore Cruise nine zero. Um, and again, just see what I'm doing with wrestling. There's nothing personal on there. That's my Facebook. Don't add me on Facebook. That's 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 my personal space with okay. friends, friends okay. and family. <laughs> I always, yeah, I always, uh, and not in just to you guys, it's to everybody. Like, yeah, like I don't accept friend requests on Facebook. Like, I'll send one to somebody, but yeah, like I'm very private on there. Um, I like to keep that part of my life as private as I possibly can. So please respect that. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, check out my YouTube channel. Um, like I was just saying before this. Started. The problem with YouTube nowadays is that so many promotions do on demand it. You had it's hard. It's difficult to get all the footage to be able to put onto a free online service. But these are the old match that I've been able to um, get online over the years. But yeah, um, or just search for Nathan Cruz on there. Any of my stuff from New Generation Wrestling UK, I'm extremely proud of. There's three main events with Matt Myers, like that. I'd say all connect, sell a connecting story, culminates in a cage match. And there was three years of like each one was a year apart. We main evented the same show. Each one was a sellout. Um, and I just love the intertwined in story between those three. Very proud of those matches. Um, but yeah, there's loads of my stuff online uh, on YouTube for all the years. So just check it out if you like it. 
awesome. If you don't, sorry, I'm not your cup of tea. But wrestling is the variety show. Yes. Wrestling is the ultimate variety show. We can't, you know, everybody's got a favorite. That's what's good yep. about it. That's what I like about wrestling. You don't have to like everybody, but if they don't like you, screw them. <laughs> some people, th- some people think the big show is boring. Other people are just amazed to see a giant punch somebody in the fucking face. Yeah, exactly. That's what's cool. That's what's cool about pro wrestling. Yeah. Yep. So, Nathan, we want to thank you so much for coming on podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. You're no, no, thank super you, busy. Guys, no, no, it's, it's awesome. only literally because I'm, I'm I'm finishing up. Like I've been in North Carolina the last two weeks, and I'm finishing up for a bit, and I'm going back to Orlando, and I've got a flight tomorrow morning. So that was the only reason I was busy today, really. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah, I was obviously away this past weekend, but yeah, thank you very much, guys, for having me on. I do appreciate yeah, it. So, thank you. So, go for a geek. Uh, awesome. All right, I'm the metal geek. I'm Joe Panther the third. Your turn. And I'm Nathan Cruz. Did I have to do one? I didn't know I had and, to do one. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we always do that. And we will catch you in the next one.